Book Five, Chapter Five of Les Misérables, translated by Isabel F. Hapgood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joel Portinga. Les Misérables by Victor Hugo, Book Five, The Descent, Chapter Five. Vague flashes on the horizon. Little by little, and in the course of time, all this opposition subsided. There had at first been exercised against Monsieur Madeleine, in virtue of a sort of law which all those who rise must submit to, blackening and calumnies. Then they grew to be nothing more than ill-nature, then merely malicious remarks, then even this entirely disappeared. Respect became complete, unanimous, cordial, and towards 1821 the moment arrived when the word Monsieur le maire was pronounced at Montreuil-sur-Mer with almost the same accent as Monseigneur the bishop had been pronounced in Digne in 1815. People came from a distance of ten leagues around to consult Monsieur Madeleine. He put an end to differences, he prevented lawsuits, he reconciled enemies. Everyone took him for the judge, and with good reason. It seemed as though he had for a soul the book of the natural law. It was like an epidemic of veneration, which in the course of six or seven years gradually took possession of the whole district. One single man in the town, in the arrondissement, absolutely escaped this contagion, and, whatever Father Madeleine did, remained his opponent as though a sort of incorruptible and imperturbable instinct kept him on the alert and uneasy. It seems, in fact, as though there existed in certain men a veritable bestial instinct, though pure and upright, like all instincts, which creates antipathies and sympathies, which fatally separates one nature from another nature, which does not hesitate, which feels no disquiet, which does not hold its peace, which never belies itself, clear in its obscurity, infallible, imperious, intractable, stubborn to all counsels of the intelligence and to all the dissolvents of reason, and which, in whatever manner destinies are arranged, secretly warns the man-dog of the presence of the man-cat, and the man-fox of the presence of the man-lion. It frequently happened that when Monsieur Madeleine was passing along a street, calm, affectionate, surrounded by the blessings of all, a man of lofty stature, clad in an iron-gray frock-coat, armed with a heavy cane and wearing a battered hat, turned round abruptly behind him, and followed him with his eyes until he disappeared with folded arms and a slow shake of the head, and his upper lip raised in company with his lower to his nose, a sort of significant grimace which might be translated by, What is that man, after all? I certainly have seen him somewhere. In any case, I am not his dupe. This person, grave with a gravity which was almost menacing, was one of those men who, even when only seen by a rapid glimpse, arrest the spectator's attention. His name was Javert, and he belonged to the police. At Montreuil-sur-Mer he exercised the unpleasant but useful functions of an inspector. He had not seen Madeleine's beginnings. Javert owed the post which he occupied to the protection of Monsieur Chabouillet, the secretary of the Minister of State, Comte Anglais, then prefect of police at Paris. When Javert arrived at Montreuil-sur-Mer, 
the fortune of the great manufacturer was already made and father madeleine had become monsieur madeleine certain police officers have a peculiar physiognomy which is complicated with an air of baseness mingled with an air of authority javert possessed this physiognomy minus the baseness it is our conviction that if souls were visible to the eyes we should be able to see distinctly that strange thing that each one individual of the human race corresponds to one of the species of the animal creation and we could easily recognize this truth hardly perceived by the thinker that from the oyster to the eagle from the pig to the tiger all animals exist in man and that each one of them is in a man sometimes even several of them at a time animals are nothing else than the figures of our virtues and our vices straying before our eyes the visible phantoms of our souls god shows them to us in order to induce us to reflect only since animals are mere shadows god has not made them capable of education in the full sense of the word what is the use on the contrary our souls being realities and having a goal which is appropriate to them god has bestowed on them intelligence that is to say the possibility of education social education when well done can always draw from a soul of whatever sort it may be the utility which it contains this be it said is of course from the restricted point of view of the terrestrial life which is apparent and without prejudging the profound question of the anterior or ulterior personality of the beings which are not man the visible eye in no wise authorizes the thinker to deny the latent eye having made this reservation let us pass on now if the reader will admit for a moment with us that in every man there is one of the animal species of creation it will be easy for us to say that there was in police officer javert the peasants of the asturias are convinced that in every litter of wolves there is one dog which is killed by the mother because otherwise as he grew up he would devour the other little ones give to this dog son of a wolf a human face and the result will be javert javert had been born in prison of a fortune-teller whose husband was in the galleys as he grew up he thought he was outside the pale of society and he despaired of ever re-entering it he observed that society unpardoningly excludes two classes of men those who attack it and those who guard it he had no choice except between these two classes at the same time he was conscious of an indescribable foundation of rigidity regularity and probity complicated with an inexpressible hatred for the race of bohemians whence he was sprung he entered the police he succeeded there at forty years of age he was an inspector during his youth he had been employed in the convict establishments of the south before proceeding further let us come to an understanding as to these words human face which we have just applied to javert the human face of javert consisted of a flat nose with two deep nostrils towards which enormous whiskers ascended on his cheeks one felt ill at ease when he saw these two forests and these two caverns for the first time when javert laughed and his laugh was rare and terrible his thin lips parted and revealed to view not only his teeth but his gums and around his nose there formed a flattened and savage fold as on the muzzle of a wild beast javert serious was a watchdog when he laughed he was like a tiger as for the rest he had very little skull and a great deal of jaw 
His hair concealed his forehead and fell over his eyebrows. Between his eyes there was a permanent central frown, like an imprint of wrath. His gaze was obscure, his mouth pursed up and terrible, his air that of ferocious command. This man was composed of two very simple and two very good sentiments, comparatively, but he rendered them almost bad by dint of exaggerating them. Respect for authority, hatred of rebellion, and in his eyes, murder, robbery, all crimes are only forms of rebellion. He enveloped in a blind and profound faith everyone who had a function in the state, from the prime minister to the rural policeman. He covered with scorn, aversion, and disgust every one who had once crossed the legal threshold of evil. He was absolute, and admitted no exceptions. On the one hand, he said, the functionary can make no mistake. The magistrate is never the wrong. On the other hand, he said, these men are irremediably lost. Nothing good can come from them. He fully shared the opinion of those extreme minds which attribute to human law I know not what power of making, or, if the reader will have it so, of authenticating, demons, and who place a sticks at the base of society. He was stoical, serious, austere, a melancholy dreamer, humble and haughty, like fanatics. His glance was like a gimlet, cold and piercing. His whole life hung on these two words, watchfulness and supervision. He had introduced a straight line into what is the most crooked thing in the world. He possessed the conscience of his usefulness, the religion of his functions, and he was a spy, as other men are priests. Woe to the man who fell into his hands! He would have arrested his own father if the latter had escaped from the galleys, and would have denounced his mother if she had broken her ban. And he would have done it with that sort of inward satisfaction which is conferred by virtue, and, withal, a life of privation, isolation, abnegation, chastity, with never a diversion. It was implacable duty, the police understood, as the Spartans understood Sparta, a pitiless lying in wait a ferocious honesty, a marble informer, Brutus in Vidocq. Javert's whole person was expressive of the man who spies and who withdraws himself from observation. The mystical school of Joseph de Maistre, which at that epoch seasoned with lofty cosmogony those things which were called the ultra-newspapers, would not have failed to declare that Javert was a symbol. His brow was not visible, it disappeared beneath his hat. His eyes were not visible, since they were lost under his eyebrows. His chin was not visible, for it was plunged in his cravat. His hands were not visible, they were drawn up in his sleeves. And his cane was not visible, he carried it under his coat. But when the occasion presented itself, there was suddenly seen to emerge from all this shadow, as from an ambuscade, a narrow and angular forehead, a baleful glance, a threatening chin enormous hands, and a monstrous cudgel. In his leisure moments, which were far from frequent, he read, although he hated books. This caused him to be not wholly illiterate. This could be recognized by some emphasis in his speech. As we have said, he had no vices. When he was pleased with himself, he permitted himself a pinch of snuff. Therein lay his connection with humanity. The reader will have no difficulty in understanding that Javert was the terror of that whole class which the annual statistics of the Ministry of Justice designates under the rubric 
vagrants. The name of Javert routed them by its mere utterance. The face of Javert petrified them at sight. Such was this formidable man. Javert was like an eye constantly fixed on Monsieur Madeleine, an eye full of suspicion and conjecture. Monsieur Madeleine had finally perceived the fact, but it seemed to be of no importance to him. He did not even put a question to Javert. He neither sought nor avoided him. He bore that embarrassing and almost oppressive gaze without appearing to notice it. He treated Javert with ease and courtesy, as he did all the rest of the world. It was divined, from some words which escaped Javert, that he had secretly investigated, with that curiosity which belongs to the race, and into which there enters as much instinct as will, all the anterior traces which Father Madeleine might have left elsewhere. He seemed to know, and he sometimes said in covert words, that someone had gleaned certain information in a certain district about a family which had disappeared. Once he chanced to say, as he was talking to himself, I think I have him. Then he remained pensive for three days, and uttered not a word. It seemed that the thread which he thought he held had broken. Moreover, and this furnishes the necessary corrective for the too absolute sense which certain words might present, there can be nothing really infallible in a human creature, and the peculiarity of instinct is that it can be confused, thrown off the track, and defeated. Otherwise it would be superior to intelligence and the beast would be found to be provided with a better light than man. Javert was evidently somewhat disconcerted by the perfect naturalness and tranquillity of Monsieur Madeleine. One day, nevertheless, his strange manner appeared to produce an impression on Monsieur Madeleine. It was on the following occasion. End of chapter 5